0: If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 24, beginning with verse 36. Matthew twenty-four thirty-six. But off that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For in the days that were before the flood, they were eating, they were drinking, they were marrying, and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came, and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field, and one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the meal, and one shall be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in which watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be ready, be also ready, for such an hour as you think not the Son of Man cometh. Father, in the name of Jesus, help us, God, to be ready for that hour. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. The Scripture is self-explanatory here, that only God the Father knows when Jesus is coming back. So, I've said this before, do not waste your money on books that has a title that says, hey, this is when Jesus is coming back. Because the Bible's already told us, only the Father knows this. So if somebody tries to tell you differently, you turn to that scripture and say, hey, only God the Father knows when Jesus is coming. He talks about the days of Noah. Before the flood, people were marrying, divorcing, and remarrying. And you know, it don't say that there. But I want to tell you something. There's a thing that's so disturbing today that bothers me when when couples just shack up, okay? Just live together. Who wants to get married? What's that piece of paper mean anyway? I'll tell you what it means. It means that when you stand before God, you are going to give an account for the sin called fornication. That is sex outside of marriage, you can take it any way you want to, but that's what the book says, okay? I go by the book. It says they were eating, they were drinking, and hey, it's amazing to me. Most recently, uh, Brother Kenny Jordan and I, we, we do a lot of work together, and, and just seems like there's been a rage or a rash of uh, drunks at Clemson University tearing down walls, backing into buildings, Twenty nine year old woman drunk, driving backward, and run into a block wall, tore it up. I mean backwards? Let me tell you, that's what we are meeting on the highway. Drunks, drug addicts. And we need to pray for our law officer. My soul that God would deliver our, our, our law enforcement from being shot and killed. This all was taking place, uh, the Bible says, before the flood came. You know, Noah begged people to get ready. He begged them, get ready. You know, the word ready in our house is mentioned, I'm not afraid to say it's mentioned, every day. Ready. It's either, are you ready? Or are you going to get ready? Or what time do I need to get ready I mean, listen, my, my boys know I'm a stickler for being ready. My daddy taught me that you need to be on the job at least 15 minutes before you're supposed to be there. And that you need to be willing to stay past the time that's required of you. And that's been inbred into in me, and hey, it is what it is. But I, I'm a stickler uh, for, for being uh, on time and be ready. Be ready for church. Hey, you know what time it starts. Those of you who so faithfully come to Sunday school, boy, the, the thing says 9.15. I've seen some of you drag in here 20 minutes to 10. Hey, if, if you attended your job like you come to that, you wouldn't have a job. Yeah, and then there's that crowd. It'll drag in here at 1030. I'm proud you come. Don't take me the wrong way. Now, listen, it's time we got ready, y'all. It's time we got on, on, uh, on with the program that, uh, that God has called us to be. We need to be ready. We'll be ready for church. Be ready for work. Be ready for an assignment. Be ready for the meeting. We know that the meeting starts and the time is posted. Be on time for the meeting. You know something, listen. It is my responsibility to be ready to preach God's Word. It's not your responsibility to call me and say, Preacher, are you ready to preach Sunday? It would be okay if you did. You know, hey, it's all right. Don't send me no text. And I'm telling you what, I've just recently learned which button on my flip phone that to mash to get the text. And then I didn't know how to keep it. It would go off, and I'm mashing all kind of buttons, and it's gone. But now, most recently, too, I've not only learned how to get the text but and start reading the text when it goes off, I know which button to push to get it back up. I'm a-learning. Looks like our preacher would get ready, don't it? I mean, he needs a smartphone. I don't need anything that's smarter than I am, and I do have some things that's smarter than I am. <laughs> but being ready, getting ready is is so important. But most of all, you know, getting ready for the return of Jesus. You know, the Holy Spirit was on old Isaiah so much and so heavy and so hard, he just threw his hands up. I believe he threw both hands up. say, he said, Here am I, Lord. Send me. I'm ready to go. How about old Zacchaeus? He's like me, short, wormy. That's what I've been told. He climbed up a tree, and he was hanging on the Bible. See, "For He wanted to see Jesus. Jesus walked up there and said, Hey. You could get out of that. Come down out of that tree. I'm going to your house today. Now, if they'd had cell phones, those Zacchaeus would have been on that thing, called to Mrs. Zacchaeus and say, hey, you better get ready, because Jesus is coming to our house. That's what he said, I'm going to your house today. I think of many in the Bible where the Lord impressed upon them to get ready. You know something, what, what if we'd have been ready as far as the United States goes prior to Japan bombing Pearl Harbor? What if we'd have been ready? What if all the ships had been up and, and all the aircraft had been fueled and, and fired and, and loaded with ammunition and pilots just sitting there and planes idling and ships idling waiting for somebody to say, are you ready? Let's go. Mm-mm. My daddy was a Pearl Harbor survivor, and he said many times, he said, if the Japanese had only known that we were asleep, he said we would be under their rule today. but they didn't know it. How about Normandy? How about the towers? I'd worked. I'd been with the hospital with a, a friend that day of the tower bombing. And we were sitting, talking. I was talking with his daddy. He was in surgery, and the TV was on. And I was talking to him. He was talking to me. And, and both of us was really, we are glancing back and forth at the TV. And when the news came on, of the towers, he and I were focused. We were looking at it when we saw the plane, second plane, crash into the towers. And I'm thinking, I asked him, I said, what kind of an advertisement is this? And of course, then it hit. At the end of that day, I got home to check on my daddy. He was sitting there in his chair so just sad that this outside, I said, Daddy, what's the matter? Hey, he said, have you been listening to the news? I said, yes, sir. He said, son, I'm going to tell you something. It flashed back in my mind. He said, that's the morning that the Japs bombed Pearl Harbor, and I stood there thinking, is this real? He said, it all come back to me today. Remember way back, the bridge of Minnesota collapsing? Hurricanes, floods, people losing everything. I can't imagine going through a, a fire to a house, losing a loved one. I told you, Lynn and I, we have a prayer list, and we go through it every morning. I do, and she's right there with her prayer list going through it. This week. I was going through it. And at the bottom down there, I told Lee, and I said, Look at this name, Devin McCracken. I marked it off, and I said, I'm going to continue to pray for his family. Things happen. That's why it's so important, y'all, to be ready for the return of Jesus. I don't know what people's idea is today. Well, I got plenty of time. I'll be saved one day. I'll come back to church one day. I'll start doing right one day. Why not today? Listen, it is so important to be ready for what's coming. First of all, we need to be ready for a good work. You know what the Bible says? Let your light shine before men that they might see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Good works. Well, you know, we need to be ready for that. Galatians 16 says, As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto the men, especially to those of the household of faith, to one another as Christians. Why would one Christian want to batter another Christian? Why would one Christian want to run down another Christian? Listen, when, we, when we're running each other down, we're running the Lord down. We're running him down because he said, If you love me, then you're going to love the brethren. If you don't love the brethren, you don't love me. You've seen the brethren, but you haven't seen me. Don't say you love me if you don't love the brethren. Be ready for good work. Secondly, be ready to distribute what God has blessed us with. I don't have time to tell you about a pitiful story yesterday that Lynn and I were involved in helping this lady with two little children. I don't have time to go into all that, but we let the care ministry shine yesterday, and the lady this morning texted Lynn. She said after y'all left, she said in my she said I sat on the couch and just cried, and thanked God for somebody who came to the rescue. Wrecked her car, no transportation, no way to get to work, no way to carry her children to work. The school. We need to be ready, y'all, for good work. We didn't ask for that, okay? It just came. Oh, it disrupted our schedule. It's okay. We did what we were supposed to do because we were ready to bless somebody else, to distribute what God has blessed us with. Thirdly, we need to be ready to answer those who ask us, why you do what you do? Why do you uh, do all that you do? Or I don't see how you do all you do, and I don't see how you get around. First Peter three fifteen says, "Be ready to give an answer to those who ask you a reason for your hope." Listen, I'm gonna tell you something. I wanna, I, I either wanna burn out or blow up. Hello, I, I'm not gonna quit. I mean, sometimes this thing in here is thumping like a, a knot on a tire. You ever passed a vehicle and he had a knot on a tire? Boop, 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 boop. I'm thinking, buddy, that thing going to blow up any minute. Well, I hope when it does, it's a total wipeout, okay? Unfixable. Be ready to give an account. Be ready to witness in Romans 1.16, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because it is the power whereby a person can call on Jesus and be saved. That's, that's nothing short of a miracle. When you see a person say, I want to be saved. And lead them through the scriptures. And lead them in the prayer. And to know that they're saved by the blood of Jesus. Be ready for these things. Hey, there's people out there that are waiting on somebody to come and help them. Be ready to die. What's it going to be like to die? We have a, a real good friend. Sandra's uncle. Joel Slayton, who's ready to die. He's probably just a few days away, if not a few hours away. I can't imagine maybe what he's thinking. He's ready. He's saved. He's prepared. I think many times about those who are dying, okay, on the deathbed. Um, How many people they'd like to thank how many people they'd like to say goodbye to? And all of us, we drop by and say, hey, I love you, I'm praying for you, you know. Or either goodbye, I love you, if I don't see you anymore here, I'll see you there, goodbye. You know, but what about that one person who's on the bed of death and would love to go or, or tell somebody, thank you for what you've done for me. We need to be ready, y'all, for die, to die. It's coming. See, I don't like to think about that. Hey, you need to think about it. I need to think about it. Because the time is coming. Now I know it's not, I know it's you won't know anything about it, but I think so many times. When they got the casket open and the body's laying there, people file by, and after it's all said and done, they close the lid. And they fasten her down. And they put it in a vault and they lay it all down and they cover it all up. Because, hey, because I have been there and, and watched this person and saw this person die and saw their body in the casket, saw them close the lid to the graveside, saw them put dirt on there, and in my mind I'm thinking, I wonder how it is. The body is asleep. But we need to be ready to die. We don't know the day or the hour. Old Paul, he, you know, he said, hey, I'm, I'm ready to be offered. He said, the time of my departure is at hand. He said, I have fought a good fight. I've kept the faith, and I have finished the course that God has set me on. You know, that's a great testimony. I've kept the faith, I've been faithful to God, I have run with him, I have bowed with him, and hey, I'm ready to meet him. What a testimony that could be. Well, there will come a day, I hope I'm conscious, <laughs> to tell hey, I've done all I can do, my time is up. I think about that little old parking meter my mama used to put nickels and dimes in and Turn her up there, and and I'm sitting there watching that thing click off. And at the end, when it hits zero, that little old red arrow pops up and it says expired. That means it's over with. That part of the time is over with. Let me tell you something. Hey, I am, uh, unless Jesus soon comes, I am going to die, okay? This body is going to be gone in the twinkling and the moment of an eye. I mean, I'm going to shut my eyes. My heart's going to quit, and it's going to be over with. That time is coming. It doesn't bother me. I'm not afraid to die. And if it's today, great. If it's not, that's okay too. I'm going to go until something blows out. This little thing on here says P U S A push. And I'm pushing. Pray until something happens. Okay? The last, be ready. We've said we need to be ready for good work. Be ready to distribute that which God has given and blessed us with. Be ready to answer a person when they ask us why we are like we are. Be ready to witness to the lost. Be ready to die. But last of all, be ready to meet the Lord. Because that's coming too. You. you know, that's, that's going to be immediately. Uh, my daddy, again, he was laying on the deathbed in Anderson Hospital. And he said, he said uh, I was extracted from my body. And I could see the doctors working on me. And, and I could see this bright light. But I wasn't there. But my body was. And he said, I heard the doctor say, Guys, it's over. He's gone, disconnect everything. He said, I'm thinking, hey, nobody will hear it. And he said, and all of a sudden, I was back in my body, and I lived to tell about it. But when that moment comes, if it's our time, we're going immediately to meet God, to meet our Father, the one who started all of this. Be ready to meet the Lord. You see, God God shut the door in the days uh, of Noah. Only eight souls were saved. Isn't that amazing? Thousands of people alive. Say, I don't believe it was a worldwide flood. I believe it was just right there where Noah built the ark. Uh uh-uh. uh No. I believe in a worldwide flood. Everything breathing died, except those eight souls that was on, on the ark. Okay, I remember in the days of high school, uh, they would ring a bell when class was over. They'd ring another bell when class was to start. And I can see my teachers right now. The hall doors, the the classroom doors down the hall would be open, and the teacher would be standing there a lot of times like this. She'd be standing at the door. She'd be looking at that watch. Buddy, when the bell rang, she got a hold of the knob. And sometime I barely got a finger in. You know, don't shut the door. Hey, once the door was shut, you were marked tardy. Okay, that means you were late. You were not in your place. You weren't ready to do business. That other get ready thing was when our principal came into the classroom after report cards had gone out and sat down in the back of the class and would call our name one at a time. And we had to be ready to get up, go sit by the principal, and he would walk down your grades and ask you something. He was asking me a lot. Why, what, what about this? Do you think you can do better than that? Yes, sir, I'm going to do better than that. Again, I have to be ready. Well, God shut the door uh, when Noah entered the ark. God shut the door on Pharaoh's army. That crowd was in the midst of the sea, and God let the water come back, and they were all perished. They died. God shut the door on these who griped in the wilderness, if you remember. He, he, just, he just killed them. He wasn't going to put up with, with whining and gripping He shut the door on Ananias and Sapphira. Why? Because they lied to the Holy Spirit of God. They shut the door. The door was shut on Judas because Jesus said, you just need to go and do what you gotta do. The door was shut. Once he walked out of that upper room, it was shut. Now he could have come back, but he did not come back. i say it this way. Don't let the door shut on you. You know, Lynn and I don't, we don't start our day out without reading this book. I want to challenge you. If you're not reading the book every day, you need to do it. You need to be ready for whatever's coming. And how are you going to be ready? By reading the book, following the instructions. Revelation 3 20. uh, Cassie's going to put this up and I want you to let's, let's look at it together. Jesus is speaking here. He says, behold. What's he mean behold? He says, look. I stand at the door. You're not talking about a a physical door like we see. He's talking about a heart's door, okay? A heart's door. I stand at the door, and I knock, okay? No, you don't hear it audibly. It's that spiritual knock from the Holy Spirit of God. It says, knock. And if any man, any boy, any woman, any girl, anybody, what's it say? Hear my voice, again, not an audible voice, but it's that Spirit of God, and open the door, that is, open our heart. He says, I will. He don't say there, I might, or if it looks good, I will. He said, I will come in to him And I will sup, that means I will eat with him. I will be there for him. I will be there to lift him up. I will sup with him and he with me, communion. You see, once we're saved, it brings about a relationship, okay? A relationship, not fellowship, We first of all gain a relationship, and then we have fellowship with God the Father in prayer. When he speaks to us, or when we speak to him, it's a fellowship time. Behold, I stand at the door. Is he standing at your heart's door this morning? He's knocking. He's waiting on you, and he's waiting on me. Listen, to confess our sins. And there's not one of us in here that have not sinned. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Right? Amen? Are y'all awake? I'm going to quit. I want to come in, he says, but you've got to invite me. The door's open. I will come in. So you open the door and allow him to come into your life. Listen, allow him to come into your life. you know, so many times I feel like I am an, an adjustable Christian. Okay, I got several adjustable wrenches. You know, hey, if that don't fit, you just turn it down, keep on turning the dial until it fits, and then you tighten up on it. Adjustable. What does that mean? I'm an adjustable Christian. I am born by God and reborn by God to be adjusted to whatever situation might come my way. I just need to allow him to adjust me. Are you willing for God to adjust you? If you are, this morning is the morning for you to come and let him adjust your life to fit the occasion, to fit the situation that you might be in this morning. Allow him to adjust you. Bible says, Romans 8, 28, all things, good and bad, all things work to good for those who love God who are the called according to his purpose, that he will get the glory for it. That's why we need to allow him to adjust our lives. Make that change. If you need to change, make that change. Don't wait. Get ready because, hey, we don't know when Jesus is coming. Only God the Father knows. Father, in Jesus' name, touch hearts and lives, Lord. Help us to be ready, God. Lord, I pray for anyone in this room that needs adjusting, Lord, that you would adjust them, that they would make a move this morning, that they would do what you're asking them to do this morning. Lord, that they would trust you as their Savior, that they would be baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and be ready to follow you wherever you call us to go. Lord, we will thank you and praise you, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. The altars-